This is MIA2K Podcast, and we are your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We are your pilots, Kathy and Laura, two fun-seeking girls with obsessive fandom tendencies, taking you on a ride through the Hollywood wave from our perspective as opinionated, grown Latina fans from Miami. Before we close the cabin doors, make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you like to watch, our in-flight podcast video is available on YouTube and Spotify. Once we reach our cruising altitude, we'll be serving one thing and one thing only, piping hot tea. We're ready to fly into today's topic with our hot and sunny takes. So fasten your seatbelts, sit back, relax, and prepare for takeoff. Hello, everyone. While we're off for the summer, we thought we'd bring you our latest episode in smaller chunks. Let's dive into the mess that has been Attract Entertainment, which is also known as 5050's company, T. Now, guys, when I tell you, <laughs> Laura and I have been talking about doing these company-specific episodes for months, since like January, February. We finally started season three in March. There's been all the bullshit and crazy things like happening, which is wonderful because we've been able to drop the episodes with like a lot of up-to-date information that like literally no one else has in these exposés that they do on YouTube and stuff. So from the beginning, we wanted to do a small company episode. For a couple of selfish reasons, just like I wanted to start this just to shit on YG from the beginning, like I just wanted to do an episode <laughs> to shit on YG. I always wanted to talk about smaller companies, uh-huh. particularly to shit on a couple of them too. But in the document that we had from like just the early days of like, let's talk about it. I had put a tract because clearly 5050. Okay, so if you haven't heard, 5050 is a group that debuted in November, blew up. If you haven't heard Cupid, where have you been hiding? Because everybody has heard Cupid. And so because of that, at some point, I will get into the timeline in a little bit, but uh, a track signed with uh, Warner Music. And I put it in the document as like, oh, look, they signed with Warner Music. They seem to be a good company who has their shit together. And the LOLs, <laughs> let me tell you, the LOLs looking back, my little notes did not age well. And so let's get into a track right now. So a track was founded on June 17, 2021 by Jong Honjung. This is the youngest company we'll be talking about today because all the other ones have been established for a lot longer. This company barely just made two years. They are, <laughs> it's currently managed by co-CEOs John Hongjung and Ches Hongho. And also maybe a third CEO. We don't know because his LinkedIn says he's the CEO, even though he's not the CEO. But his name is Xi'an, or I believe that's how it's pronounced. It's S-I-A. HN and people in a lot of like reporting that they've done about the company say like three joint leaders, but like it wasn't supposed to be at the CEO level joint, but whatever. Xian's full name is An Songhyul, and you'll be hearing this name a lot. So just remember that name. Xian, or I, I will call him Xian because I think that's just easier to remember. Attract is a private creative production and content development group, and their distributor. Currently, as I mentioned earlier, is Warner Music Korea for global distribution purposes. Before Warner Music, they were actually linked to Interpark, and that'll come in handy in a little bit. So their groups or artists signed are 50-50. They also list the members individually. Their names are Sena, Aran, Kina, and Shio. And we're about to get into the controversy, so I need everybody to take a deep breath with me. Okay. So before we start talking about the controversy, which, by the way, it's very long, And so what I had to do was do like a timeline of events, because literally when I tell you that every day something happens, every fucking day something happens. This company is entirely too young for this level of bullshit, okay? 
So before we get into that, let's talk about the main characters and players that are involved. So the key players, as I mentioned, Ang Song Il, Xi'an, he's a CEO and producer for a, a small company called The Givers. He is known to have produced singers like Jaywalk, Unji Won's solo career, Rumblefish, and more. Currently, his agency is also the home to Song Song Young, character number one. Character number two is Jung Hong Jun. He's the CEO officially of a track. He has managed artists including Cho Kwang Woo, Yang Soo Kyung, Bobby Kim, Yoon Mire, hello, big name, and Ha Sung Won. Then we have Camp, which is a performance production company based in the US, like the Camp Fire like Festival. Camp? People. Camp? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, they nice. have hosted several K-pop festivals. Ang Song Il worked here as an employee in 2019. So the guy Xi'an from before him, yeah, worked there. And then we have 50-50. So let me tell you how they all kind of came together, and then we'll get into the timeline of events. So Hong Jung, the comp CEO, and Xi'an, who was working for camp at the time, met in 2019, and they decided to form and launch a girl group. Xi'an plus two camp employees would produce... And Camp would manage the global strategy. That was the agreement while Hong Jung was the CEO. In 2021, Hong Jung and the Camp CEO did not see eye to eye anymore on the strategy. So Camp pulled out of the project. But okay. because Xi'an was working there, he basically talked to Hong Jung and was like, hey, I'm going to leave Camp and I can manage the global strategy because you already know me. Like, we don't have to transfer anything. Like, I can take care of this. So I will get out, start my own little shindig, and we'll take care of that. And Hong Jung said, you know what? That makes sense because you know the whole story, you know the tea, whatever. So yes. So Xi'an plus the two employees who had been dealing with the stuff from camp leave and they form the givers. So this oh. is the givers that was mentioned earlier. Okay, okay, okay. Hong Jung at this point followed his lead and entrusted him with everything related to the members. From all the text receipts and audios that have been leaked so far, the Attract CEO seems to have had genuine good intentions-ish and was fully bamboozled by Xi'an and his partners in crime. So the recent developments, how long do we have, Laura, please? Because it's a lot. So in November, <laughs> in November of 2022, 50-50 debuts with their EP called The 50. It does really well. In January of 2023, while they're working on their upcoming music, because as we know, K-pop is churning away, Xi'an paid $9,000 to three students from Sweden who wrote a song, little known song called Cupid. $9,000, by the way, is nothing. But he paid them off with that amount. And that's how he planned to buy out their rights for the song. But it gets more complicated than that. But we didn't know the actual complication until literally two days ago. So just put a pin on that, on how he actually managed to buy the copyrights. February 24th of 2023, Cupid drops in Korean and English. Absolute banger has had us all in a chokehold. I literally mentioned it in our episode of the Year of the Girl Group because I was literally in a chokehold by Cupid. March 27, 50-50 debuts with Cupid at number 100 on the Hot 100 Billboard list, which I is see. a huge accomplishment. They are actually the fastest K-pop group to have ever done that. Like they passed New Jeans because they have oh, only wow. like debuted in November. So they're the fastest K-pop group to have entered the chart. Right. So in March, then Xi'an submits a document for the change in the distribution of the copyrights for Cupid, moving 74.5% of the distribution from the three Swedish composers to himself. Noted, and this is important to note, one of the members, her name is Kina, had also participated in the, in the songwriting of this song. And originally her credits were 6.5% and he changed them to 0.5%. Okay. So wait, 
So from February to March, the Swedish people were getting money or not yet. They got the $9,000 in January. And that was it. And that was it. <gasps> from, okay, from, okay, okay. from everything that I've been reading, there wasn't, okay. there was no royalties conversation here. Okay. 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 So, and I'm sure because they were like music students and stuff, they probably didn't have okay backing or knowledge here. So Lawyers. correct. So April 1st, like I mentioned earlier, Warner Music Korea becomes the official distributor uh, for global matters with 5050, which at the time we were all paying attention, we thought was a good thing. And we thought, wow, yeah. what a smart move. Then in May, 5050 is announced as part of the Barbie movie OST. Again, Huge. big news. Like I remember our group chat, like we didn't even stand like that, but we were just like, wow, this is so good. This is when shit starts going <laughs> fucking wild june 23rd a track accuses outside company of luring slash poaching 50 50 members and explains their inactivity was due to a member having health problems and surgery on may 2nd so 50 50 at this point other than like news about them was not very active anywhere and the fans were like what happened like where are they so at this point the company reveals that one of the members actually had surgery on may 2nd and they start kind of throwing stones that say there's an outsider that is trying to poach the girls. As soon as this shit started happening, I was like, hmm, is it Warner Music? Because Warner Music is like taking on a lot of groups that have been through shit. So like Got7, BB Girls and stuff like that. So it kind of made sense to me immediately to think maliciously. Also, you know, Laura and I are from Latin America. So we just like think maliciously anyway of when things are happening. We're just like, yeah, let's think about the worst possible case scenario because that's probably the truth. But at first we didn't have a name. But then on June 25th, the Attract CEO pleads with the members to come back to Attract. And then the agency fully names Warner Music as the poacher who is trying to take them. Every single day something happened. June 26th, a track claimed that it appears an outsourcing service company and Warner Music Korea are involved behind the recent case of an outside force attempting to extort a member. So now there's extortion mm -hmm. accusations going on. A member? A member. And then... Warner Music Korea, of course, has to respond. So they say, Attract's claims are groundless, and we are regretful that they have sent us a certification of contents. June 27th, 5050's fan cafe was shut down by an unauthorized external force. Shortly after, Attract shared a statement saying that while the fan cafe has been recovered, the agency is currently taking action. That same day, they said, we filed a criminal complaint against Xi'an, the CEO of The Givers, and three others at the Gangnam police station. The alleged offenses included obstruction of business, fraud, and breach of trust. So at this point, the CEO is like, this guy fucked me over. So I'm going to take matters into my own hands and make this shit go public. June 28th, 5050 released an official statement through their legal representative law firm stating that they filed for provisional disposition of suspending the validity of their exclusive contracts on the 19th of June, claiming that their agency attract violated contract terms. So this is really big. Basically, at this point, the companies had just been fighting each other publicly. But now the girls came out, took a stance together and said, we want to end our contracts with attract because they violated the terms. This is huge. Yeah, they're one of the biggest groups at this point. And they have the Barbie movie soundtrack. Right. Like All these things like, are happening. So, so it's many things. It's a it's a really, 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 really big step. Like, can't even say how big it was. June 29th, the giver shared that they will take legal action against a tract and denied all allegations. 
July 3rd, 5050's agency releases an audio recording with alleged intervention of external force. So a track said, oh, you guys are going to call me a liar? <laughs> no, not on my watch. So they actually recorded a call between the Warner Music Korea executive and the Attract CEO. In that conversation, the call basically went something like, so the Warner Music executive is like, yeah, so we were talking about like 20 million for a buyout. And the CEO is like, what do you mean? And the Warner Music Korea person is like, yeah, we talked to Xi'an about this. And the CEO is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What do you mean a buyout? And the Warner Music person is like, yeah, you know, that's that's the terms that we're talking about. Like, that's what you say about like us taking over like a new restructuring for the label. And the CEO is like, what the fuck? Like, I knew nothing about this. So that recording gets released, basically proving that his claims were true. And Warner Music Korea was doing this in conjunction with Xi'an. So the givers literally backstabbing and doing everything behind the scenes. And Hong Jung, CEO of Attract, is blindsided and has no idea what the fuck is going on. July 4th, 5050 cancels the Barbie music video shoot and also appearances that they had scheduled. They were supposed to show up at KCON LA this year, canceled. And several endorsements that they were about to embark in, also canceled. July 5th, the trial began. The news comes out that the members of 5050, allegedly aided by their parents, had filed for around 60 trademarks of their groups and stage names at the same time that they sued for their contracts to end on the 19th of June. So you're saying <laughs> that there's backstabbing coming from everywhere? Everywhere. Holy shit. Everywhere. better than a novella. Like, girl, the Netflix documentary that needs to be made on these people. Wow. And then The Givers puts out a statement with some bullshit explanation about why the copyright changes for the song happened when they did. They're like, this was done before the music like went viral. This was done because the CEO clearly doesn't know the difference between like copyrights and neighboring copyrights. And this is what, you know, what we did to make it easier to do remixes and other things later. So they're claiming that this was normal, that literally putting 95% okay. of the copyright to Xi'an's name was the normal and the right thing to do. July 7th, the Barbie Dreams song by 5050 featuring Kali is released. So the song did get out because it was already part of the movie. Also, should we mention that Warner Music is involved with the Barbie soundtrack and the movie? No? Okay, just, you know, thought of little little tidbit to add here. But yeah, the song does come out even though the, the music video did not get made. On July 11th, TV Daily reveals that 5050 received an offer to become ambassadors of a famous eyewear brand. And it was like the, the news said, like, we're willing to pay them new jeans money. Okay. That's the, that's the terms that we're talking about. So huge. that's huge, 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 huge. The givers actually turned down the business opportunity and the Attract CEO was unaware of the ongoing business deal talkings that were happening. So basically the dude from the givers left the country to do some shady shit, I'm sure. And and the eyewear brand was talking to the CEO and he's like, I had no idea what was happening. And they're like, oh yeah, we've been talking to this guy, but he keeps saying that, that you guys can't do it, that the girls are busy and that the girls can't do anything. So Xi'an is literally pushing opportunities right now just to cash in on them later. Don't believe me, just watch. That same day, this news came out. So you remember at the beginning how I mentioned that Inner Park was the previous distributor and now they have Warner Music? Because of that contract ending, it was published on the 11th that Attract and 5050 are in position to get roughly somewhere between 3 to 10 billion Korean won in settlements from their contract with 
inner park ending because this includes money that Spotify streaming of Cupid got them. 50-50 didn't say anything, but a track said that these claims were groundless. I don't know about that because we have the saying in Spanish that says, cuando el río suena es porque piedras trae. Like if there's a rumor, there's usually a reason. So when a track gets money, it would be the CEO of a track and not Shion or whatever is it? Well, there is a 95% copyright situation. So, pero wait, there's more, which happened literally this week. Oh, girl, it's literally like, I'm telling you, two days ago. Two days ago. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, let me preface this by saying, usually, you know, fans are quick to say a company is shit and to send protest trucks and do all the things and have the artist back. Usually up until this point, once the attract CEO started bringing out the receipts of the phone call and the text exchanges, because there were text exchanges between him and the givers dude, because like he wanted to see the girls rehearsing and the givers dude would be like, no, the girls like don't act the same when you're around, like they're intimidated by you. So don't come see them. And all the communication with like the girls and the parents was managed by the givers. So the point here is that the CEO actually has not had actual control of the group because the givers has not allowed that to happen. Xi'an has been the one running the entire like operation. The girls haven't talked to the CEO and God knows how long. So whatever version of life they're living is what Xi'an is telling them and selling them, which is not great. So on the 17th, Dispatch, who always comes in handy with the dossiers and the exposés revealed that Xi'an actually, you remember how I said that he transferred the copyright from the Swedish members to himself? Yeah. Yeah, well, it turns out he forged the signatures of the three Swedish composers on official documents to transfer the copyrights from Cupid from them to himself. This man is a criminal. So wait a second. All that I saw money the signatures. is not him. Well, here is what's happening. Because of this expose, you know a little organization by the acronym of COMCA, Korean Music Copyright Association. They, on July 18, because of that report, they decided to withhold the royalties from 5050 Song Cupid due to the allegations that the copyrights have been oh illegally transferred. I they also, chills. at this point, because I'm telling you, Usually everyone is quick to be like supporting the girls or the artists and like say fuck the company. The Korean Music Copyright Association has thrown their full support behind the CEO and is asking the girls to go back to attract. Like, that is unheard of. That never happens. <laughs> oh my is... god. I became a T-Rex from the news. Like, oh my god. <laughs> That's insane. This is guys. This is a that lot. Never happens. This is a, like the Korean Music Copyright Association is there. Like the only time that us as fans hear about it is when our faves get credits added to it. And we're like, oh, the leaders and the youngest person with the most credit. That's the only time that we hear about them. For them to withhold the royalties, I think is the right thing 100% yes. until things get solved. But for them to literally publicly throw, throw support behind the ceo and like tell the group go back to the company it's a lot but the dispatch report was genuinely very damaging to xian because it's not like dispatch like some uh, tabloid person just sat there (laughs) and was like this signature looks different no they hired an expert 
in or say did <laughs> oh in whatever the science is called of like forgery detection yeah and they determined that the signatures were forged and like when you see the signatures we'll add this to our blog so you can see like the picture of the signatures side by side like Xi'an didn't even try girl like they are so obviously not the original he didn't even try to forge them which is like baby if we're gonna commit a crime then commit it fully so the korean copyright people mm. it's like a private like the grammys type of thing where people like apply or they get like like they have members right yeah yeah you have to like become a member of of them by by being a songwriter or a producer or whatever role you have in the music making process so that means that all the board members or whoever manages them had to all come together and say, go with him. Like that's, in that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they don't, they don't make statements like every day. Like this is, this isn't someone like, this isn't an, an organization that is involved in like drama or tea, like at all. Whoa. That's, yeah. that's insane. I am. Yeah. So then that was on the 17th. <laughs> On the 18th, the givers emphatically stated, we want to make it clear that we acquired the copyright for Cupid through the legitimate process. Yeah, right. Listen to me, Xi'an. You did a shitty ass Crayola ass signature on a paper and you want to be like claiming legitimacy here. Like, no. Via our music publisher, we aim to eliminate any confusion and convey the objective. Objective facts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Alternative facts, more like surrounding the copyright acquisition. And then there was an article, which was funny because Laura sent it to me. When I saw it, I was like, this headline is like misleading, which was 5050 is in reportedly in danger of being blacklisted from the industry. And at first I was like, no, they're not. Like, you know, they're just like right. four random girls who are in this like whole thing. But then I did see a comment that I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's very, very long. But basically it's supposedly from a Korean fan and it's a claim to international fans to not support 5050 anymore and they're throwing their full support behind the ceo and in these articles like people are literally saying like i don't want to hear their voices anymore like korean fans are tired of it they feel like the girls have been completely ungrateful because when they were making claims about like working too much or having like health issues and not enough time to rest like Korean fans are here with the receipts and they're like, you had 22 appearances in seven months. How the fuck is that abuse? So they're calling yeah. them ungrateful. And they're saying like literally for any K-pop group, like your size and your age, you should be grateful that the company has done what they have done for you. And basically, yeah, the whole thing about them being blacklisted is possible. I think Xi'an, like I said earlier, is banking on the ideal situation for him, I guess, is the courts rule in his favor. He takes over the management of the girls, either jointly with Warner Music Korea or by himself, which I'm guessing he wants by himself. But at least with Warner Music, there's a shit ton of money. He doesn't have to worry about money anymore. But he also can't do 95% credits to himself. So who knows? And he, like, after all this blows over, he's hoping to recover the reputations of the girls and pin everything on the CEO who, okay, my conclusion here. My conclusion, because I don't, you know, I don't know anything. I'm just a random person on the internet. I think no one here is fully innocent. Like, I'm not going to say the CEO is a fully innocent. I'm not going to say the girls, because the what it seems to be happening is the girls are being gaslit by Xi'an, right? They're being yeah. told 
a number of things and they're being told to act in a number of ways because how the hell are four girls going to convince their families to go to like file for trademarks for their groups unless they're being fed specific information there's been stories about both the ceo and Xi'an selling their cars or selling things to be able to fund things for the company so like both of them have an interest here in having like good pr and a good image we don't know we won't know for now but attract the givers Xi'an all of this is a lot it's a mess no one knows what's gonna happen I I think after the Comca decision to hold the royalties for now things are being reshuffled in the back end because yesterday for the first time in over two months three months there wasn't any news about 50 50 yeah so who knows what's happening with them right now and it's just very dirty very very dirty very nice. unfortunate because the songs like the 50 the the ep hits like i actually like other songs other than cupid from them i did listen to them quite a bit when um, i got into cupid i went for the rest of the music because it was good and it was just four songs i think so yeah royalties inner park billions millions korean one dollars warner music korea this is like a cloud of words and wow. yeah, um, we'll we'll see what happens if they can actually rehabilitate their reputation with the fans because a lot of the fans are not, not fans of them anymore right now. That is insane. Yeah, for me personally, again, as far as I'm concerned, no one here is fully innocent. But I do think Shion's a piece of shit because once, like, let's say he was looking for the girl's best interest, right, and he's trying to look out for them. Why did he change Kina's credits from 6.5% to 0.5%? That is a huge fucking change. It's not like he was like, it's not like going from 6.5 to 6%. Like he literally has 95% of the copyrights to Cupid right now because he cheated the Swedish writers and he cheated the girl that he's working with. And the other person that has 5% is another employee from the givers. That's crazy. So yeah, I think, I think he's the literal actual devil. He's not good i don't believe anything that comes from him or the givers i don't believe in anything from anyone but especially not from him agreed so yeah if you want to check all of the receipts from all of these conversations and all these events check out our blog we will have the detailed timeline with links to all of the articles and all the news and we will keep it updated i guess because it's an ongoing situation so yeah tell us whose side are you on (laughs) please whose side are you on i want to know because I have zero opinion right now. I'm just shook. <laughs> like, shook. Listen, even after days of looking at this, all the news, it's very difficult to form a well-meaning, educated, unbiased opinion here. When, like, literally, because there's more news mm-hmm. literally for every single day of the week since May. But it was just like he said, she said. It's a lot of yeah. just throwing each other shit around. So that was a track. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. See you Mm -hmm. soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!